Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What is up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We're here today with Jordan West, which totally rhymed. I could have made that a wrap, man. That's how I should have started this show. <laughs> but I'm excited to have Jordan here because he is the founder of Mindful Marketing. This guy is a top-rated podcaster. He's built a multi-million dollar company, and he's here today to talk with us about how to make $250,000 in 24 hours without using Facebook ads, which first off, that intrigues the heck out of me. I'm really excited for this one. So Jordan, say what's up to everybody and then tell us one thing about yourself that most people wouldn't know. Yeah, so thankful for you having me on the podcast. Uh, like we were saying before, you know, I think it was 12 minutes we've already been talking. Uh, we should have pressed record right away because there's just been <laughs> great, great stuff. Uh, I love talking to other podcast hosts as well because I feel like there's this great connection um, like I get it. I get what you're doing right now. I get what you're going through. Um, one thing that people may not know about me and I never talk about on podcasts is that I was actually a paramedic for 12 years. Um, and I still actually am a casual paramedic and I really enjoy it. Even with running multiple businesses, it's just nice, uh, to, to do something that's not about money because <laughs> it's certainly not about money. <laughs> yeah. So we don't want to diss on that, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know you were a trained paramedic. So you're one of those people that had, you have no problem with blood. Yeah, no problem with blood. And, and you know what, I actually feel like, and I, again, I've never talked about this on podcasts before, but I feel like this, this would actually be the good, a good premise for a book. I'm really used to having terrible conversations with people. Right. Um, I, I don't know how many hundreds of people I've told that their loved one is dead right? Um, oh, it's, that's, that's, part of our, that's part of our training, part of our life. Um, a, after 12 years of doing it, it's like um, you have these really difficult conversations. So business is nothing, right? It's, we're right. just talking about business. We're just talking about money. And, and we're talking about you know, how we can you know, help better each other's lives. But it's not like life and death, right? Nothing's really ever life and death besides when you're a paramedic. Then it is. <laughs> Except when, <laughs> when it is about life and death. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Well, so that's a really cool fact. A lot of people will say really weird things on there. And I think it's funny too, but it's fun just to hear like, wow, that's actually something I would not know about you. One thing yeah. we did know about you is that you started, a, you bought a Del Ta or Taco Del Mar. I almost said Del Taco. They all blend together in my head. That's all. Oh yeah, yeah, Taco yeah. Del this is a little bit, we're more like on the Chipotle side or we, we were more on the Chipotle side than the uh, Taco Bell side, you know? <laughs> Oh, I just saw this meme too. I thought it was the funniest thing ever, but they were talking about, um, it was like best Mexican uh, food award for the, for, I think like 20, it was like 2002 or something. And it was Taco Bell. I just thought it was so awesome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you've ever eaten real Mexican food, it's nothing to do. With <laughs> That's awesome. That is not real Mexican. <laughs> I lived in Mexico for a couple of years. I, I know what real Mexican food is. Oh yeah. 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 So Jordan, let's do this, man. I'd like to really delve into this launch that you did. I mean, you talked about, so it was a gated launch that you guys did that produced $250,000 without Facebook ads. And as a joint venture guy, that intrigues the heck out of me. So fill us in on that launch and how it works. Yeah, totally. So 
this is the the really interesting thing. I'll give you a little bit of back backstory here. So my wife and I own this clothing company. We started it about six years ago. Um, we've grown it to mid seven figures now. Uh, absolute great company. Throughout all of that, what we realized um, was that uh, it wasn't good for the both of us to be running that company. And what I was really good at was the marketing side. So I ended up, um, you know, taking on some freelance clients, some marketing clients at the time, and uh, and that. Uh, inevitably, I'm sure people are that, that you know are in the agency world are like, well, I'm guessing you started an agency. Yes, I did, <laughs> and uh, and so mindful marketing was born from that. Uh, we actually have completely separate offices now, and uh, I, I'm still very involved in the clothing company, but I'm way more so on the marketing side of things. So just to give you a little bit of context, we use Little and Lively, our clothing company, um, as our guinea pig for everything marketing related, uh, because it's the kind of company that you can kind of do whatever and get good results no matter what. So we're not really throwing away money when we try it. So this gated launch idea came, um, came to me when I was reading uh, Jonah Berger's book, Contagious. And he talked about how there was this clothing company that password protected their site and you had to get the password to enter. And um, they were using this as their, like, their strategy all the time. And so they, they rebranded, they were selling the exact same clothes, but they rebranded um, to this uh, higher end um, clothing company and password protected the site. And then they would sell it of inventory all the time. And I was like, man, I wonder how I could implement that for our clothing company and for other companies. It's not just, um, it, I feel like this is a tactic or a strategy. It's more of like an, like an overall strategy of, of FOMO, right? It's a strategy of like, oh no, am I going to actually be able to get in and like exclusivity? So, uh, so what we decided to do is we uh, formed a VIP community and we started this about a year ago uh, on Facebook. So we started a Facebook group where people could, um, you know, chat back and forth about our products. VIP groups, that'd be a whole nother conversation of why I think that they're so powerful, but we give our VIP members early access to these launches that we do. So uh, we have a VIP SMS group, which they get SMS notifications. And we make sure that that's a VIP list um, because not everybody wants to get SMS notifications for e-commerce, right? But our, our people really do. And the unsubscribe rate is super, super low on that. Um, so what we do is we password protect the site for about 12 to 24 hours before we launch so we can get everything absolutely perfect. Then uh, for us, we it was 10 a.m. Pacific that we um, opened up um, the website, but just gave people the password. So we kept it password protected. We gave people the password and oh my gosh, I think we had like within the first minute, we had like 3000 people on the website. Um, all who had, you know, got that password, entered it onto the website. So they made that little micro commitment and then they entered the website and uh, it was mayhem. Well, in the first two hours, we did 120,000 in sales. And which is just crazy. And we're just on regular Shopify. I, I really don't believe in Shopify plus. Like for, if, if we can do it, I'm like, what do you need Shopify plus for? Like <laughs> some, uh, there's a lot of brands that are a lot smaller than us that are using Shopify plus. I'm like, why? They just, anyway, uh, that's, that's, that's a total a aside. Thing. So it's like building a really big totally office. A, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like I want to pay an extra two grand a month to, to say that I'm a plus member. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. They, they um, want the little badge, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so uh, all of that to say, after um, we still did another one hundred and thirty thousand dollars in that um, in that twenty four hour period. Um, so it was just an absolutely crazy launch. Um, it's something that we have 
replicated in the past, but never to that extent. And the great thing about this is that there was no Facebook ads involved. There's no Google ads involved. This was just our list, right? This is just our core, core list. And we did use Facebook ads before to run people into these lists. And I, I love paid traffic, but I love paid traffic to get people off of paid traffic, right? I love paid traffic to get people into lists that are owned. Um, if it's just paid traffic for acquisition, I count me out. I, I don't like um, that for the point uh, of it. There's got to be a real point um, to paid traffic to actually gain customers who will purchase again, because like, it's not like Facebook's ad costs are going to go down, right? They're only going up from here. And so if we can acquire customers at, at, at least break even, um, we need to get customers actually purchasing again. And that's how we make real, real money. So, you know, I really like the concept though. And first off, thank you for sharing that, Jordan. I mean, you just had a lot of really good pieces of of content I would like, I'd want to pick apart, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to delve into too many rabbit holes today, but <laughs> it's really cool to see that you're saying, okay, let's, let's fill up this, um, this site. So it's password protected, right? When it launches, we, we sold out what hundred thousand dollars in two hours. You said, I mean, that's yeah, 120. Yeah. Craziness. Yeah. So half of the sales happened in the first two hours and then the other half happened over the course of what the 22 hours left over. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So explain to us a little bit about how you built the pressure so that people were busting down the, the gate to get in the doors. Yeah. So I think it was about a two week um, launch before that, that we were actually running. Um, so all of our social media, all of our email, SMS, everything was running up towards this launch. Um, so at that time, I think we were still selling the old collection at sale prices. And uh, so I, our, our sales really don't dip too much um, from, from normal. But then we're letting people know like, hey, we're going to be launching this big collection. Everybody is trained that we sell out of items. And uh, we, we do that on purpose. First of all, we inventory for anybody out there, inventory-based businesses are very difficult to manage the cash, right? Until you get to kind of the level that we're at now where, uh, and, and if you have a good CFO who's able to like forecast, which, which we definitely do, um, but inventory-based businesses are so difficult. We have to put in like 500 grand a season um, way ahead of time to be able to actually have all of this inventory. So we're not going to over purchase inventory, but luckily we've got kind of some just in time manufacturing or, or close to just in time manufacturing um, that if we sell out of items within about a week or two, we're able to get those items back in. So that's what we do on our launches is we don't make, we, we make educated guesses as to what's going to sell, but really we don't know until people start buying, right? People can say all the things that they want in a survey or whatever, but until they actually spend their money on it, we don't know what they're going to buy. Yeah. And I love that because it's voting with your wallet, right? I mean, the reality is like so many, especially e-commerce, I think we really fall into this with physical products. They go out, they get their, their first, uh, what do they call it? Your test product, right? You get the first make of it. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Prototype. Yeah. They get the first prototype. Yeah. They go through all the work to build the site, build a Shopify site, get listed on Amazon, do all these things. And then they're like, okay, who wants, who wants my product? And it's just stupid, in my opinion. You're like, what a waste of time. All that work up front, you don't even know if somebody wants your product yet. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Assumption. So, you know, so you, you were building pressure. And I want to go back to this because the building pressure side, I think, is really the part that people are going to be interested in, right? So you're doing email campaigns. You're doing social media campaigns. Yeah. Um, all this to your own list of, of traffic that you own. So... For you guys, I mean, so you had like 3,000 people bust down the doors of this. How many people did you have to have on lists in order to get those 3,000 people to show up? 
You know, our lists are, are actually pretty well curated because we make sure to take anybody off our email list who hasn't opened within the last two months. Right. So, so our email lists actually don't balloon like some people's do, but our open rate is like 35%. Awesome. Um, so I think our email list is about 30,000 people. Um, so not a massive list com comparatively to the size of our, our business. Uh, our SMS, rates. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, that's, that's the great thing, right? Is we have these massive open rates and we, we don't send emails to people who don't open right after two right. months. We don't want those people on our list. I don't want to pay for them. I mean, that's what, uh, that's what all of the costs are based on with, uh, with Clavio. So, uh, and then we have about six, to 7,000 people somewhere in there on our SMS list and then probably 15,000 on our messenger list. Messenger lists are interesting because they're not owned lists, um, but you can send sponsored. <laughs> yeah, you can send sponsored messages to them at least now, uh, which is good because it actually costs less than sending an SMS. Um, so I still consider it like a semi-owned list until Facebook pulls the rug out again. Yeah, um, for the 25th time in two years. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, like I, I used to like preach messenger all the time. I, I was like the second, like after Molly Pittman, I was like the messenger person, you know? Um, I, I, I would, everywhere I'd go, I'd be like messenger, messenger, messenger. And then thanks Facebook. Like, like I, of course, like I knew that they would pull the rug out at some point um, and they did. And I didn't want to start continue to send out these messages that could potentially get flagged and, you know, <laughs> get your ad account and your, and everything, your whole life shut down basically. <laughs> yeah. They, they want to kick you off the internet is basically what happens. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Geez. So that's cool. So, I mean, you were building pressure by going through here and, and I want to highlight something you said because you know, people who listen to this understand, we talk about this metric all the time, you know, for every person on your email list, you should be making a bare minimum of $1 per month per person. But totally most companies like yours, you're not ballooning your list, right? The successful companies are the ones who say, okay, we don't have to have a million people on our list to make a million dollars a month. Instead, we need 30,000 people and 10,000 of those are going to click through and buy from us at one point during the month. Like yeah. that's, that's a really true rock solid curated list. So with those lists, how have you guys been finding, I guess, what have been your, your strategies that you've been using to make sure that these lists stay active? I mean, without over you know, drowning them, you don't want to be the, the Grant Cardone, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. So uh, one big thing is always having just one call to action, right? Being very, very clear of what that call to action is. Also cross-pollinating your list, I think is super important, right? So trying to get people into your VIP group. Um, because, you know, when, when we post on our VIP group, generally about half the people will see it, um, which is pretty good for, for Facebook, right? It's kind of the best reach you're going to get organically on Facebook. Um, but again, we know we don't own that list. So, um, but, but cross-pollinating that list across all um, of your channels, I think is really, really important. Um, and then always giving people a reason to, to click and, and, and you have to have a reason to email, right? Like there has to be something special. So we try and do new launches at least once a week um, with our clothing. So whether that's like a new graphic or a new colorway or something. Um, so we don't release everything all at once. We'll, we'll hold some back so that we can do, um, uh, so we can do launches throughout the whole season. And so I want to, I want to ask you a question about this because some people may not know what this means. So when you're saying cross pollinating your list, are you talking about, um, you make one, one post about one. So like your launch, for example, you're saying, Hey, we have this new t-shirt do do an email on the exact same thing on Facebook and the exact same thing on your messenger list. Is it all the same? Is that what you mean by cross pollinating? No, no. I mean, getting people from your email list onto your different lists. Gotcha. Right? So, so, so sending out an email to your list saying, Hey, uh, we'd love for you to join our uh, VIP SMS list. 
Um, the reason why is because you're going to get an hour early access to this sale next week, right? Then we have a few hundred people join the SMS list um, and then cross pollinate them into the VIP group and your messenger list and all, all of those things, right? Um, being able to give them incentives to get onto those different lists because not everybody will see your emails or your Facebook posts or your ads or, or whatever. Um, but I think the, the, big, the big thing that I want people to know is the amount of touch points that you need for somebody to actually purchase is way higher than you think. You know, they say that it's, they say that it's seven to eight, right? I don't believe that at all. Um, in, in our account uh, at Little and Lively, our return on ad spend is just over seven. And that's over like, I don't even know how many hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars that we've spent uh, on Facebook ads. But our overall um, on warm traffic, our frequency is something like 22, right? Super, super high frequency. Um, and I think that that's really, really, that's something that people are missing. They'll just stop advertising to people. Well, how, how long does it take for those people to actually make up their mind to purchase your product, right? I see like traffic and funnels um, advertising coming to me all the time. I'm sure my frequency is like a hundred, but I'll tell you at one point I have purchased a product from them just because I continue to see um, their stuff in my newsfeed. And, and it's a really, really good tactic. People will say, stop showing me this ad if they don't want to see your ad. And it's right? um, very, very few people because they just know it's going to be there. They know those ads are going to be there. So they're like, well, as long as it's not something they completely disagree with, of course, put it up there. And, and yeah. I want to I explain this for frequency, just in case people don't understand this, because the, the frequency means how often they're seeing you, how often they're seeing you know, your ads or, or what have you, know, if you're saying that emails or what have you. Um, I, I've seen that same thing, you know, when it comes to retargeting, it's really, A, it's way cheaper, but most people will just, they'll just stop. They, they, they run one or two ads and like, man, well, nobody bought off of it. But I had a really funny situation with this the other day, actually the other day being like three months ago, but this guy, this guy had built this really amazing group of people, 5,000 people on his list. He had manually built every single one. And then he went to launch a product for just $5. It was not a, a big product by any means sent like maybe one, two, three emails over the course of, of a couple of weeks. And he's like, well, this is stupid quit. I was like, Oh, are you kidding me? You could have retargeted all of those people and had it seen so many times yeah. for like 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So, it would have been like nothing. Yeah pennies on the dollars. It's just funny to watch that happen. And, and for a lot of people listening to this, and I hope that you're paying attention to Jordan's story here. I mean, what he's talking about is like, if your sales are sitting at, you know, and you're, you're, let's just say your frequency is sitting at six to seven times. If you'll bump that up to 22 times, like Jordan did, you're going to see a huge boost in your sales. So oh, I mean, this, this is the massively. kind of stuff pay attention to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. At, at uh, so our agency, Mindful Marketing, um, we, that, that's one of the tactics that we often employ. We'll look and see what their retargeting is doing and, and be like, wow, we're like barely touching. And first of all, people don't separate their traffic levels, right? That's another one that, that I see. They're talking to everybody the same. That's a huge mistake that we see uh, when we go in and audit accounts. Um, massive, massive mistake. Um, yeah. And so you found that if you'll go into their lists, like you can just come in, retarget like crazy and it typically will boost their sales. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, we do, there's, there's a bunch of, we, we generally will employ about 50 different strategies um, that we have uh, completely written out, right. <laughs> these different strategies that our ads managers use um, ones that we know work. And then when we're going to try a new uh, ad strategy, we'll just try it on little and lively first. 
right? See like, oh, is this going to work? Is this a good strategy? Does this, because if it works on Little and Lively, it'll generally work on other brands. Um, I think we've got a little bit more velocity uh, with our brand than, than others potentially, but, um, but it's a really good place to start. Love that. Well, I mean, we could delve into this for days. I mean, I really love to see these, these specific strategies, but I love that you've really laid out for us a rock solid launch strategy. I mean, you're talking about build your list first, get those numbers first, and then you bring them to something that's gated, right? You're putting a, a password in front of it. We've even seen this. I mean, we have a, a private community that we run and it actually increases the numbers of people who opt in or what have you, because it's gated. They're like, well, what's on the other side of this? I really want to know what's what I'm missing out on. You know, that FOMO. Yep. So the only piece we really haven't covered at this point is how are you getting those people on your list initially? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of different ways that we'll do that. Actually one interesting strategy that will get people into our, uh, S, uh, sorry, our VIP group on Facebook, uh, as well as our SMS list, um, is we send personalized videos to every single person who purchases, um, with wow. a call to action to join. So rather than asking them for a review, we're actually giving them more value and saying like, Hey, if you have any questions about your products, uh, and what you've purchased, um, go to our VIP group and uh, ask away on there because we have, between, I think it's between seven and 8,000 people in that, in that group right now. And somebody, you know, they'll post something and there'll be like 30 to a hundred comments, like right away. Um, people answering their, their questions about our products. They're doing the customer service for us. So um, these personalized videos, it was very difficult to figure out at first. Uh, we've got a really good process for it now. Um, and, uh, and so every single one will, we say their name, we say what they ordered uh, and we just thank them so much for being a customer and it's a really hard thing to track, right? It's really hard to, to track what that does. But all I can say is the, um, the customer sentiment towards our brand is incredibly high. That is really cool. And I mean, so you're bringing them <clears throat> into your world through the purchases, but I mean, you're, you're also keeping them in your world through the customer service. So you just sparked a, a question with this because it's, it's genuinely, it's a curiosity I have. So you're probably selling thousands of units every day. How are you actually going out and sending a personalized video to each of these people? I mean, is it, do you have somebody that's like their full-time job is to just be kicking out videos all day? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I've uh, luckily had incredible virtual assistants over the years. Um, and so I found one that, uh, that wanted to do the videos. Um, her, uh, she's in the Philippines. Her English is absolutely perfect. Um, and, uh, and she's able to do about 40 of them an hour. Wow. So, yeah. So yeah. So, so through those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she'll just send out a couple hundred a day or whatever it is as far as, and sorry, we're only sending them to new customers. Gotcha. Yeah. But still, that's it's still a lot of videos that we're sending. Yeah, that's, what, that's, that's what I'm like, are you doing this yourself? Cause that'd be a full-time job for you. <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 no. And we tried with our in-house staff, um, which we have, uh, I don't know how many in-house staff we have right now. We, we really, we tried with them and they just would not do it. Um, I actually talked to some, somebody on, on my podcast, um, Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand uh, yesterday. And they're, uh, they're a massive mid eight figure company and they actually do the same thing, but they get, um, they just assign people every day uh, to send out messages um, and, and they manually, um, will reach out to every single one of these. So they don't have a process like we have quite yet. Um, but hopefully they'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that's a, that's a process making it cycle. I've, I've found though, I mean, th this is what a lot of people don't understand about getting a virtual assistant. I mean, 
we, we run 90% of our operations through VAs. We have a lot yeah. of full-time people. We have contractors that we do stuff through. But what people don't realize is there are people in the Philippines with perfect English. We have one, she lived in Australia for like eight years. So she has like an Australian accent, which is kind of funny after all said and done, but she, she speaks English completely fluently and she, she runs a lot of um, the aspects of our, of our business and she's way cheap. But for her, it's like the perfect job because she can do it in the evening time. So she, she works for like six hours a day, I think. And it's, yep. just, it's a simple process for her. I mean, and, and for them, they're excited about it because they're like, hey, it's monotonous work, but it's better than, you know, having to go do something stupid that they don't want to do. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like people need to understand that they're actually like, they're good jobs, right? That you're bringing to people. Um, yeah. and, and it's sometimes it's not even about cost for me. It's about people actually doing the work and listening and, and loving to do it for a long term. <laughs> to- totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think other like, people don't get as burned out. Like, like RBAs, they do not get as burned out as people in the U S would. Like if I put even an intern on it, they quit after two days, you know? Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's too much work. <laughs> Love that. Well, so Jordan, you know, we've covered a ton of topics with this. I really appreciate your, your launch strategy. I really hope people, We'll look at this and say, okay, this is something I can apply. I mean, there, you gave enough gold nuggets in here. I hope everybody has something that they can take away from this episode. But I want to ask you two final things. The first thing is how can people connect with you um, with Mindful Marketing? Yeah, so the, the best way to connect with me is actually on LinkedIn. So if you just search Jordan West on LinkedIn, uh, I believe I'm like Jordan-West-Marketer. Um, that, that is the best way to get in touch with me. Um, I get people reaching out all the time cause I'm on quite a few podcasts these days. Uh, that is the best way for us to, to chat. I actually manage my inbox slightly on LinkedIn. If somebody reaches out to me, I manage it. <laughs> um, uh, and, and then the, the next place is, uh, you know, if you're a seven figure plus e-commerce brand, um, and you're looking, um, to at least get an idea of what's going on with your paid traffic, um, and getting people and getting yourself off of paid traffic and, and into owned lists, um, go to mindfulmarketing.co. Um, and we can at least just have a, a conversation from there. Love that. So go check out both of those places. I will add these into the show notes as well. So people have them. Um, so you can check them out on LinkedIn and at mindfulmarketing.co. So make sure you go check that out. Check out the podcast as well. I mean, he obviously knows what he's doing over here, guys. So make sure you go check out his podcast. Pay this man. That's what I'm going to say. This is my hard pitch. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. And I have one final big question for you. If you could say, okay, there's only one thing people could get out of this interview. What would you want that to be? Just spend money on building your lists. That's, that's the biggest thing that I would say is just like give to your list, give to your community, spend money getting people into those places and it, it will pay for itself uh, tenfold. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan Podcast. If you want to fill your favorite platform with dream customers, then come join myself and thousands of others of hosts at theluckytitan.com slash tribe. Here you can find guests for your show, get featured on other shows, and discover the secrets to building an audience of raving fans. So once again, go create your free account at theluckytitan.com slash tribe.